1: Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle
0: Hour. All right, let's go. Super Talk Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon, the day before the 4th of July. Bob and Kelly, we're in the Southern Bank Corp. studio. We thank you for uh, tuning in today. Remind you can hear the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. All right, we're going to talk football today. Got some baseball news and uh, got a bunch of really interesting stuff about conference realignment. And so we invited this guy to spend the hour with us, uh, the great Marshant Kenny, Southern Miss football icon. And uh, he agreed to come on. Marshant, how are you, man?
1: Man, Bob, some of my best times in my life are being on Eagle Hour with you and the guys. <laughs> so uh, what an honor it is to spend the pre-4th of July show with you, brother.
0: Well, we appreciate it. Are you in the Big Easy?
1: Man, I'm out here in Lafayette, Louisiana, Cajun nation capital, man, talking oh. smack with all the raging Cajun people mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> Eating some
0: spicy food, I'm guessing, and drinking some oh, cold beer from the heart, Heartburn
1: overload, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marchant, we appreciate you coming on. Fourth uh, of July, you know, we all kind of relax a little bit. And then after the Fourth of July, you begin to think about football. From a football player's perspective, what do you think the kids on the football team are doing now and will be doing when the holiday passes tomorrow?
1: Oh, man, it's such a long off season, And, uh, you know, you can kind of smell the grass. And, and when it gets to be July and, and your head just turns to August and, and training camp, what have you, get all the guys back together fully, the coaches and – uh Man, you just can't help when it's July to get that focus going for for that first game, especially here on September second. Man, it's, 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 your focus turns in July.
2: Well, and Marchette, we want to talk more about football, but I want to update uh, viewers because your your podcast is a is a vlog, I guess. I don't know because because you, you view it and you can listen to it, whatever. Uh, unlike the Eagle Hour here where they can just listen to it. But there was something integral about There's you. There's a getting... reason
0: for that. Marshan's a lot better looking <laughs> Wait, than you and I are. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've yeah. got faces for
2: radio <laughs> for sure, Bob. You're like, a beautiful man. Don't give me that, kill. But, like, you had to get, like, a 1,000 subscribers, and then you were like, really something? Bob and I are not real big on the social media thing. Tell tell us what was going on and why that was so such a, a uh, highlight for you to hit.
1: Yeah, I mean, first up, this Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime YouTube show with a ton of listening options on Spotify and Apple, what have you. Um, We're 20 episodes in right now, and it's really a storytelling show. You know, if you scroll back on our YouTube, uh, Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime place, you can see all the names and faces that you would recognize if you're a Southern Miss fan. But the biggest thing, YouTube is our watching platform, and YouTube does limit you until you get to 1,000-plus subscribers and a certain amount of views to really open up the platform. And and what I'm really fired up about is that I think everybody's going to see what's going to happen, what we can do now on tomorrow's show, which is the 4th of July special episode, with a great American, a great Golden Eagle, my friend and former teammate, Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Kendall Dunn, and part of the elite Hurricane Hunter squad. It's going to ooze America, Kelly and Bob, tomorrow. What do you see it?
2: I'm I'm not sure that that our A's at our age we want to ooze anything. Do we Bob? <laughs> occasionally, it, occasionally? Even if it is the, the 4th of July. But no, that's good for you, Marchant, and that means obviously there's there's interest out there as the as the Golden Eagle Nation continues you know continues to grow. But one of the things as we embark upon a new football season with media days coming up July 25th and 26th in New Orleans, as people run into me they'll say, "You know, tell me about this upcoming football season." And you know, just from the an outsider looking in, the Eagles might find themselves in a very unusual situation in that by all by all accounts, they might be a better football team, you know, talent-wise top to bottom, but that may not, we hope that it will, but it may not translate into wins because of the rugged schedule that they've got particularly you know, the the non conference schedule of Mississippi State, Florida State, and Tulane. And when you take into account what Troy's got, what South Al's got coming up, those are five of the twelve games that the Eagles will probably go into as underdogs, if not prohibitive underdogs. So weird that they they might actually be a better football team, but it, we hope that it'll translate into more wins, but it might not.
1: No, Kelly, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, on my show so far, my, my YouTube show, I've, I've had Coach Hall on and I've had Frank Gore on. I've been pretty frank, man. And, you know, this year three of the Will Hall era, and, and the team's better, the culture's great, fantastic. But, yeah, you all run into a tough schedule this year. There's no doubt about it. This is the toughest schedule I've seen in years for Southern Miss. But the thing is, the talent's better. And I, I think one thing people are forgetting about, is, is this defense, man. Um, I mean, we're not missing a beat with Dan O'Brien taking over defensive coordinator role from Austin Armstrong. You're just not missing a beat. And the talent on defense is through the roof. I mean, if we got a Heisman candidate to of running back. Let's call it what it is with Frank Gore. The talent's there, it's it's just we're not used to seeing Southern Miss overcoming these many obstacles with this kind of schedule. So, yeah, the, uh, it, it's one of those years where the talent's there. But, man, can we finally get over the hump and do like Southern Miss used to do in the 90s and early 2000s, Kelly and Bob, and get over that hump?
0: No, you're right. I want to give you my quick analysis. You tell me how far off base I am. Defensively, when you watched this team last year, the difference in the defensive line play and the depth of the defensive line just jumped off the page at you. It was totally different than what we've seen uh, in recent years. The offensive line – continued to get better as the season rolled along. And I think you're right, Marchand. I think defensively the team will be rock solid. But am I right here? You've got to find a quarterback. You've got to find a playmaker behind center.
1: There's no doubt about it. Let's call it what it is. The first two years we have had inconsistency at the quarterback position, to say the least. And, you know, we bring in Edwards and Wild this year, two incredibly talented transfers. You're hoping that one or the other, you know, Wilkie's in the mix, that, that one of those guys is going to step up in year three. And, and and that's really the wild card. You know, we can play all the great defense we want, have a better line, you know, gore in the backfield, what have you. It, it, it's that quarterback position, man. If we have stability at the quarterback position, there is zero doubt, zero. We've got the talented guys with Edwards uh, and Wilds and Wilkie. You know, whoever steps up, that, that we get that stable, man, then this team can get back to the glory days, fellas.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think if one of those two kids steps up and and proves to be a real leader and a playmaker, overall, isn't there talent enough on this team, Marchant, to challenge for the uh, Sunbelt Championship?
1: There's zero doubt about it. We've got the talent level, and and not to repeat myself, I think you guys will both agree, it's just we haven't seen a Southern Miss football team get over the, the big hump you know, with with tough road games and, and a tough schedule since, I mean, I guess 2011. Since we were, you know, 12 and two and won the Conference USA Championship with that big win against Houston, it, it's been a long time since we've overcome the hump. Uh, but I, I, I really think this this is the year, man. That it's in place. It's just to the Southern Miss faithful who have stuck through thick and thin through the Ellis Johnson years, which on un- can't believe you guys have stuck through it, but I love you for doing it. I stuck through it too, but we stuck through it, and and this is the, we just got to see it. It is what it is. The talent there, we literally just got to see it, Bob and Joe.
0: And how much of that is how much of that is mental? How much of that is that these kids have to learn that they can win those kind of games, Marsh? And it seems to me when you were playing, you guys went into every game thinking not only are we going to win it, we're going to kick their ass, right? And uh, those kids need to develop that mentality.
1: Absolutely. And and, and the biggest thing, getting over that hurdle, the game that really sticks out to me from last season was the Liberty game. We were better than them on the field. We outplayed them. We just had turnovers. And and literally by the end of that game, it uh, came out of it like we just don't know how to win yet in those kind of situations. Mm-hmm. so you, you, you just hope in year three they got an attitude i've got avery Hobbs coming on the show next week july 12th and we had, we had a good conversation man you can just feel a little different vibe from the guys that man this is the year and like i said the southern misfaithful faithful just have to see it though. i know it sounds great we just got to see it the talent in place we'll hold the right guy you can't tell me otherwise no. the culture is made and um, we we just have to see it, Kelly and Bob we just got to see now it.
2: the point of clarification Marcant, did you say that we did you say that we stuck through the Ellis Johnson era or did you say that we sucked through <laughs> the Ellis Johnson?
1: <laughs> the word you want to use Kelly suck or suck man I'll, I'll take both. <laughs>
2: both would be accurate I would both think pretty
0: damn accurate <laughs> both are accurate
1: both are accurate. Brother.
0: <laughs> We've got the great Marshant Kenny on the Eagle Hour today not only a great iconic Southern Miss football player but just a wonderful human being and we want to talk when we'll come back i want to tell you some news we got today on eric scott get your thoughts about that we're going to talk a little more football Marshant. we want to talk a little more in depth about your podcast uh, that we're very happy to to see bringing success to you so stick around everybody Marshant kenny on the other side of the break
1: tuned in to the Eagle Hour, the Eagle Hour, Southern
0: Miss to the top. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're glad you're with us on the uh, day before the 4th of July. This segment sponsored by our good friends at Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. We love Miss Kathleen. We think she's the best lady in town. It's the only place to get your Southern Miss apparel. Dickey's Barbecue Pit, great place to cater. Probably not too late cater something over the weekend the food's always delicious and the catering is first rate I've used them several times at the baseball weekends and all the guys that uh, sit with me have never been anything but happy about uh, what we got from Dickie's barbecue we're also equally as happy to have our good buddy Marshant Kenny on the show before we get to Eric Scott which is a really interesting story that developed today I want to ask you this general question Marshant. you know the you played on arguably the the best Southern Miss football team ever. Certainly one of the two or three best ever.
1: Bob, uh, there's still an argument? I thought 97, <laughs> man. Come on.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> arguably the best team. And, and nobody would argue with Marchand if they see him in person. I appreciate that. Uh, can Southern Miss realistically, and not just Southern Miss, South Alabama, you name it, App State, name it, can schools outside of the Power Five get back to that level of play considering the way the landscape has changed, Morsham?
1: You can, but obviously the biggest challenge, Bob, I've been frank with so many people, like, man, we missed the glory days, the 90s, 2000s, 80s. It's just what's happened. I mean, for me, example, I wasn't the biggest recruit, and I didn't get offered by an SEC school. So back then, if you're in the South, you didn't get offered by an SEC school. Literally, you went to Southern Miss, Bob and Kelly. That's where you went. So that's why all that talent was there. Unfortunately, through the years, it's been spread with South Alabama popping up, Troy. I mean, Central Florida, Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee. I mean, the the list goes on and on. So that just took talent and spread it, man. Um, So one thing that to focus on Southern Miss and today, I love what Will Hall is doing. I think you got to have a theme. Sure, we got guys on the team from outside the state, but man, he is doing this Mississippi stay-at-home focus. You know, to so where these kids, where maybe they go to uh, UAB, go to you know ULM, would have you, man. Why don't I just stay here at home and play at Southern Miss and build this thing back to what we know it can be? Because uh, to me, in the Sun Belt, you know, when Southern Miss is is rocking like we did more or less a little bit better this year in the Sun Belt, it's the premier program in the Sun Belt. It's got the most history, period, and the story. I think with that theme of Mississippi. And this Sun Belt conference that we're building robbers, or what have you. I think we can get there. It's just like I said earlier, that that's just what happened, Bob. Let's just call it what it is. The talent spread.
0: I think that's I think that's a thousand percent right. And I, I can remember back toward the end of his tenure, it, with Jeff Bauer, that had begun to that had begun to exist. And uh, I don't think fans understood that. Number one, that there was more competition for that talent. But in his day, Marchant, was there ever a coach better at taking kids who were overlooked and then developing them into first-rate All-America caliber players?
1: Uh, I mean, Bob, what I loved about the stories that I'm doing on this show, anyone, anywhere, anytime, shameless plug right there, fellas. I had Adelius Thomas on, you know, a show five or six, what have you. Uh, AD was not the biggest recruit. Jeff Bauer turned that guy into getting on the cover of ESPN, the magazine. Right. One of the best hybrid football players in the history of defense in the NFL. So there's an example right there. Jeff just found guys. Coach Bauer just, they just found guys. I mean, Everett Withers was my recruiting coordinator, found this kid in New Orleans, undersized, a little bit slow. You know, from Jesuit High School, and pulled me up to Hattiesburg and made something out of me—a little something, man. But they, they were just so good at that. Wow.
0: Yeah, and talk about for just a minute the talent that was around you on that team, that Liberty Bowl team, Marsham.
1: The biggest thing I can say about that team and Coach Bauer, who I loved to death, has said this in public and to me, it's the greatest team he ever coached. That '97 team, and the, the, the best example I can give: ten out of the eleven starters on our defense, including me, in one form or fashion. Went to the NFL of the starters. I mean, that's just that's you
0: know, insane. I mean, that's it, insane. It, so, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pittsburgh was really trying to score against an NFL defense.
1: It literally was. That's why, you know, we opened up at defending national champ Florida and literally have them. If we had a little more offense, Lee Roberts, is he listening?
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Tell, tell
1: him I said that if wow. you look. him up
2: tape this and send call, it to him, Lee. Calls out a guy, you know, that's right there with Chevrolet <laughs> and apple pie, Lee Roberts. He calls him out Man, the day
1: before I call him the th- Captain America. He knows how much I love this him. is. The, this is Florida the game still killing me, Bob.
2: This
0: is the man that so terrorized a young co-ed when she accidentally dropped her tray on him that when she realized who it was, she ran out of the cafeteria. <laughs> That's a true story, <laughs> isn't it,
1: Marfield? Oh, you, you guys in the stories, man. <laughs> yeah, I remember that in the cafeteria. I got a whole plate of food dropped on me. I'm trying to be cool and look cool and I got food all over me. I looked at her, and I'm like, geez, I and mean, then she just ran. But I d I didn't do anything. We just took off.
2: And Marchant, when I was you
1: wanna say no big deal, but she's running.
2: And, oh, and when you said you were being recruited out in New Orleans, a kid that was a little bit slower, are you talking about physically or mentally or both?
1: Let's go both. Let's go both. <laughs> okay. You know, I, I sometimes I don't read so good unless there's a lot of pictures in the book, Kelly.
2: No, no, I get it. I I get it. <laughs> You're shameful, what? No, you know, he,
0: <laughs> We love this guy. Well, He's I, one of our friends. But as what much you as doing? you and
2: Luke pick on me, i yeah. got nobody else to pick on well, except Marchant. I'd be careful
0: picking on Marchant. No, I know. Oh, yeah, I know.
1: No, I, I, yeah, you know, I, my day is better when Kelly's you know, busting my chops, man. <laughs> you know, but, Bob, thank God you're the median here. Yes, I'm,
0: so I'm trying my best, Marchant. Thank, you thank you, You made some crack about him the other day to me when, when I told you I was going to call him.
2: No, I just said I used to love to watch Marchant play because usually we we had to be up by 40 for him to even get in. So I got lies,
1: lies. I'm going to send you all my VHS tapes because they're all still on VHS to
2: prove how good I was. Boy, well, he's no. even aging himself when he's mentioning VHS tapes. You know, <laughs> Oh, VHS. i could, I got to upgrade this digital stuff, man. Jeez.
0: He was a class act to it, and he has no reason to remember this, obviously. But after that Liberty Bowl game, I went down – to the the right before you got on the field the bottom row and marchant was down there near the sideline and i he, i got his attention for a second i said great game he reached up he shook my hand and he thanked me for coming to the football game I never really forgot that. I, I thought that was an example of the class that was on that team.
2: Well, by the time the game was over, it was 4 o'clock, and he knew it was about your bedtime, Bob, I'm sure. It that was, was... Not, not then. That would be now. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I stayed
0: up to at least 7. And, and, least I, seven and
2: I will say this about that 97 team. You know, obviously, you know, if, if it wasn't the best team, I don't know what it would, would be. But as far as actual games played – And I've I've said this, and I don't have any skin in the game. That was the most complete football game I personally have ever seen a Southern Miss team play.
0: They they demolished a nationally ranked football team. It It wasn't
2: close. No, it wasn't. wasn't, Marchant,
0: how far in the game could you look in their faces and and see that they were thinking, oh, hell, this is not going to turn out like we thought?
1: Well, all week what I love, the Southern Miss fans are getting hell from the Pitt fans and Obviously, you know, Lee Corso, you know, called us out and not so fast, you know, friend guy and said, said Pitt's going to beat us. And it, it was just so obvious, Kelly and Bob. And, and I, I guess I, I got to put it with this. It's it's really pregame. I was captain of the team. And, you know, me, I was that high energy guy. I get the fan hype. And and I didn't know how many fans were going to be there. I know it was going to be a big deal in Memphis on New Year's Eve in 97. But So I come out the tunnel with the captains, it's Latrell Pollard, uh, Tyrone Bowler and, and Pat Sertan, but I come out first, you know me, I'm high energy. And I turn out the tunnel and I look up and I literally almost fell on the ground floored. The the half of the Liberty Bowl, there were 25,000 plus uh-huh. black and gold with the band, with the cheerleaders, and I'm getting the crowd up and, and the, the, the you know Liberty Bowl shape is kind of high in the bowl and and this energy is coming down on me. If I got bottled that up and sell it, I'd be a gajillion for that energy. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when I knew. There is no dang way in my last game and Latrell's last game, uh, Sertan's last game, you know, the names go on and on that we're we're, we're going to lose. Because look, look at this Southern Miss nation, what they're doing for us. I mean, they, they literally made New Year's Eve. Uh, a, a, an incredible memory and a moment, and I'll mm-hmm. never forget it. And that's why. That's why I bleed black and gold, brother. Yeah. That's the moment I'll never forget when we, I knew we had
2: pitch. Well, you you guys did your part in making New Year's Eve memorable for us too, buddy. Oh, no question. Hey, look, oh, man, a minute, was, a minute.
1: The biggest blowout win of the bowl season, and obviously, you know me finding the camera, telling Lee Corso, getting him back, not so fast, <laughs> my friend. Which, if nobody remembers anything about me, they remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, there's something LSU fans will always remember about you, Marchant.
1: Oh, man. Uh,
0: Planting got that Golden Eagle flag Southern. on the man, LSU field the in the eye right of the now, tiger. In the <laughs> eye of the tiger, right?
1: I, I lived in Baton Rouge for 14 years almost in that area, Greater Baton Rouge, and I'm lucky I got out there alive, and that word got out that I had planted the flag the Southern Miss in the
0: eye of the tiger in 94. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marshant Kenny's with us. You got one more segment you can spend with us?
1: For you guys, I'll be here all day, my man. I'll, I'll put off work, I'll put off anything.
0: All right, we're gonna talk about all this conference realignment, Marshant. Kelly's got some rather stunning news. And I do want to I do want to get to Eric Scott and your thoughts about how great this kid's doing in the Dallas Cowboy training camp. We've got Marshant Kenny on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Hey, wanna quite uh, real quickly thank Noel Daniels Motor Company and Brandon. You can buy a new icon cart from Noel Daniels Motor Company, and get it delivered anywhere in the state of Mississippi, just ninety-nine dollars. Great electric vehicles for all your needs in the neighborhood, the farm, or of course the golf course. They've got a great inventory, and you'll always get the best deal, regardless. Just tell your phone, take me to Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon, or shop online at NoeldanielsCars. We'll be right back.
1: miss to the top to the top you're tuned in to the
0: eagle hour all right four street bar and grill sponsors this segment of the show they will be closed tomorrow in observance of uh, independence day but you can go down there tonight and get yourself a good shrimp poor boy and a cold pbr and uh, get ready for the fourth of july we appreciate everything our buddies at the uh, fourth street bar and grill do really uh, it is the southern miss hangout place and uh Just a bunch of great people that uh, run that bar and grill, so we appreciate all that they do. Marchant Kenny's with us on the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Before we get to this stunning conference news Kelly has, I want to run this by you real quick, Marchant, get your thought. I picked up this article today, and it says uh, the Dallas Cowboys may have struck gold on day three of the NFL draft by selecting sixth-round quarterback Eric Scott, Jr., during minicamp, Scott has more than impressed Dallas defensive coordinator Dan Quinn so much that the newcomer is running with the first-team defense in the absence of some of, the, of their presumed cornerback starter, which is all-pro Trevin Diggs, of course. Uh, and the Belisha report goes on to say that the, the D coordinator at Dallas says, uh, you know, Eric Scott's not likely to crack the starting lineup, but he is sure working hard and very likely going to have a Dallas Cowboy uniform and play a big part in the season. That is quite a compliment from an iconic uh, program like uh, the Dallas Cowboys.
1: No, oh, absolutely. And one thing about Eric, man, he looks the part. He, he walks the part. I mean, he's 200-plus pounds at a cornerback and move. I'm surprised he he went that late to the Cowboys. And uh, if you remember the two lane game, he's a playmaker. Last year, he, he sealed the game with with a, a touchdown for interception for a touchdown late in the game and. And that big went over Tulane down in New Orleans. And, I mean, he's a guy I love watching Eric Scott. I yeah. mean, you, you just felt something big was going to happen for him. And we only had so many guys to the NFL. And when he went, I was like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. So he's a he bright future, that's for sure.
2: Right. Well, when we close the show on Friday... Uh, several conferences across the country, Bob, looked a lot different than they do today because, of course, the calendar turned over the weekend July 1st. And with that, a lot of conference changes took place. Are you ready? Fourteen different schools changed conferences. Here we go, alphabetically. The BYU Cougars switched from a independent. They are now a member of the Big 12 conference. The Charlotte 49ers, who... Southern Miss fans are familiar with from being rivals in Conference USA they are now in the American Conference as we speak today the Cincinnati Bearcats have moved from the American to the Big 12 they are going to join Central Florida and Houston leaving the American going to the Big 12 The Florida Atlantic Owls again former Conference USA team they are moving To the American. Well, they're not moving. They're already there as of today, as of July 1st. The Houston Cougars, as we just mentioned, moved from the American to the Big 12. The Jacksonville State Gamecocks have moved from the Atlantic Sun. They are now in Conference USA. Boy, Conference USA just has to keep digging deeper for teams, don't they? The Liberty Flames, however, are no longer independent. The Flames are a new member of Conference USA. We're only halfway done. New Mexico State's Aggies have gone from independent to Conference USA. New Mexico State on the rebuild in football, but they had been dreadful uh, five years prior to last year. North Texas State's Mean Green has gone. They've left Conference USA. They are now in the American. So, too, Rice is gone. They have said hasta la vista to Conference USA. Rice, now a member of... Of the American. The Sam Houston Bearcats have left the Western Athletic Conference. They are now members of Conference USA. So they are actually going to Conference USA. And I will say that is a good baseball get for Conference USA because Sam Houston uh, used to win the Southland every year in baseball. Sam Houston, a good baseball program, they're now in Conference USA. The UAB Blazers, who will now be led by head football coach Trent Dilfer. The Blazers. Are gone from Conference USA. They are now members of the American Central Florida's Knights. Gone from the American, they are now in the Big Twelve. Central Florida, they've been movers since well for a long time. They were in the Mid American from '02 to '04. They were in Conference USA. You remember from '05 to 2012. Then they were in, uh, they were in the American from 13 to 22. Now they're going to the Big Twelve. Uh, as of July 1st. And finally, the UTSA Roadrunners road have also uh, vacated their spot in Conference USA to go to the American. So there you go, 14 schools now in new conferences. Well, here, here's my thought,
0: marshat. You give us yours. Uh, the American Athletic Conference has become the old Conference USA. Some of those moves to the Big 12 seem really surprising to me. I, that's always been a Midwestern... America Conference, uh, but, you know, whatever. Uh, it seems to me that all of this movement, Marchant, will establish the Sun Belt as the premier conference outside of the Power Five.
1: Thank you, Bob. You hit the nail on the head right there. I Jeremy McLean on my show two weeks ago, and I told him I was frank. You know, we got out of the Conference USA a year early. And uh, I told him, I said, if we were in Conference USA one more year, I'd about damn lost my mind, <laughs> Jeremy. Yeah. And uh, we got it there pretty fast, thank goodness, because look what it's become. I mean, you can say it's the Southland 2.0. AAC is literally Conference USA 2.0. I don't get why people in the AAC, whatever, you just go after market size. Uh, the Sunbelt's positioned perfectly, man. I, you know, it, it's, it's, it makes sense on a map. It's geogra- geographical rivalries. The whole conference makes sense. It feels collegiate. It's it just, it is a bad ass conference, if I can say ass. Excuse me, mm-hmm. fellas, but it, it just really is. And I, I love everything about it, man. And you know, the A C market sizes, do whatever you got to do. I don't know who the who the heck wants to watch Florida Atlantic versus Rice in the fall. I, I you know, <laughs> <want> to, but...
0: <laughs> You gotta really like football to tune in And, and that.
1: you gotta love. Love football, Bob, <laughs>
0: and and I and I say figuratively,
2: not literally. Feel sorry for Conference USA because it's almost to the point of: Does anybody want to be in our league? Yeah, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, UMass is. You know, UMass is terrible in football. I mean, now they've got they've got teams from New Mexico to Massachusetts, yeah. and about the only team that has joined Conference USA that's worth a flip in football is Liberty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, right,
0: and, and, and I mean. And uh, Marshall, what's with the sun? But I mean, what's with the uh, Big Twelve taking teams from the East Coast? That just does not seem to make geographical sense. It, it's same.
1: literally just backfill at this point. Things that don't make sense. When Texas and Oklahoma went to the SEC, you know, when those premier programs go, people just got to backfill at this point. That's all the AC is doing, and that's all uh, Conference USA is doing. They just have to stay relevant and just backfill. You know, the, the SBC it makes sense. It's not like they backfield. They added and, right. and added with him and James Madison, Marshall, Southern Miss, and Old Dominion. That makes sense on a map. You know, it's the one conference I can say that. The whole thing, I, I just love it. You know, and, and to me, I love this rivalry with the Raging Cages. I know we live in Lafayette here. I do. And, I, you know, I'm a homer here, but I, I just I love this rivalry building.
0: <laughs> I think that, I think that's going to be it. You can argue this, but – I think that's going to become our biggest rival in the years to come. You could you could feel it when they played in baseball. You could feel it the night right before Halloween that the Cajuns were here. There's just a little extra electricity in the air, Marchant. I think that will become the rival for Southern.
2: And if I'm not mistaken, you guys, that game, that football game this fall is on a Thursday night of Halloween weekend in Hattiesburg.
0: No, that no, was, no, no, it's no. in Lafayette. Yes, it's oh, Lafayette. it is. It was here. It was here, it was here, here last year. Okay, so it's
1: prime time ESPN, fellas, and you know, come on, the Kennys are going to have a party. Bring it to Lafayette.
2: So, so it oh, is a Thursday Max night game, though, right?
1: <laughs>
2: it is a Thursday night game.
1: It is Thursday, absolutely. Prom Some don't know what they're doing. They put that prime time ESPN Thursday night.
0: I think that's what it was last year. It was just here. It was the Thursday It was, day. and
1: that was one of the most electric atmospheres I've ever been to at a home game in right. the Rock in years. Man, yeah. that was
0: fun. And, and let's not let's not forget the atmosphere in basketball when they were here. It was like the M.K. Ooh. Turk days were back. So do you agree, Marchant, that is going to become the Rock.
1: Bob and Kelly, I love Coach Landon. Nobody bleeds black and gold more than him, and he had become talk to the team before the season and uh, I just saw something different with these guys. And I, I told the guys, I said, man, in 2012, for me, if I had the year wrong, 13, I was at the Memphis game when we won, and it was packed. And you, I couldn't even – I was sitting next to Car Shannon, my former teammate. And I couldn't hear him talk. He was right next to me. We couldn't hear each other. I came out of there, ears ringing, sweating. It was just – it was one of the best events I've ever been to. And I told the guys, you guys can do that. I mean, look around this empty arena right now when I was talking to them in practice. and said, you guys can do that. And dang it, didn't they do that? They sure did. Raising Cajun night. And it it was so special. And I was, golly, I was so happy for Coach Ladner, what he's been through. And I, I can't say it enough nobody bleeds black and gold more than Jay Ladner.
2: And the Cajun fans, they like talking to us, too. I just can't understand what they say.
1: You know? So <laughs> oh, you don't know what they're saying? No, no. What do you mean by that?
0: Especially. Let, me, let me tell you what. Some of my best times were going to Lafayette to watch football games. And it never failed my wife and I would be invited to a tailgate that was going on by raging Cajun fans. A lot of good food. And you. this will shock you. Uh, uh, this will shock you, Marshant. There was a lot of liquor at their tailgate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'll, I'll, I'm I'm an honest guy. I will put their tailgating up against ours every day. I mean, Cajuns know how to drink and have a good time, and great food. My goodness, their tailgate's special. So I'll give them props. I'm with that.
0: All right, Marshant Kennedy, spending today with us. We've got one more segment to go. Hang around. The Eagle Hour will continue right after this break. All right, welcome back. Wrapping up this uh, pre-4th of July Super Talk Eagle Hour. This segment sponsored by D1 and D-Bat. State-of-the-art, great training facility, adults to kids. They're on Hardy Street. They can train any adult for any sport, and they are the best at baseball and softball training for kids. D1, D-Bat. Also, a great weekend to go by the official Beignet company of the Super Talk Eagle Hour, Mobe Beignet, on Hardy Street. Uh, my grandchildren are here from Florida. I'm going to have to take them uh, down uh, and sample a beignet. We'll have to have the annual appearance of Towns Getty. On but, the
2: show. But, was, but don't let don't let the kids get into the, that powdered sugar, Bob. Or the Getty household will be a mess. Well,
0: they'll look like you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had a, we had a beignet eating contest between Luke and. Uh, And Kelly, Luke won the contest hands down. But by by the time it was over, Kelly looked like he was at a Rick James party. I mean, he had (laughs) (laughs) doing doing a little nose candy, huh? He was (laughs) covered in white powder. (laughs) This was the good kind of white powder, Mobay (laughs) Beignet Company. It's a great pleasure to have you on the show, Marchette. I want you to take just a minute to tell people who may not know how they can access your program and uh, and watch you every week.
1: Oh, yeah, appreciate it. It's a show that releases every Wednesday. You know, there might be an open date here and there, but every Wednesday morning on YouTube, just go there, anyone, anywhere, anytime with me, that's the title of the show. And uh, I think what everybody will love is we're in episode 21 coming up soon, and uh, you'll see a laundry list of names from Jeff Bauer, Adelius Thomas, T.J. Slaughter, Patrick Sertan, Harold it's got you know, guys that I've interviewed and, and just tell them the stories. You know, you guys are great with X's and O's. I can't compete with you guys from there. It's not an X's and O show. I'll talk a little bit of that, but it's really telling the story of the guys. Like so tell them Jeremy McLean's story from of, Delta State when he was 15 and 0, you know, as a starter his senior year. And I know a lot of people may know that. And Coach was right. his pitching coach, those kind of stories, man. It's, right. just, it's just great stuff. And But every Wednesday we're releasing. And real quick, Bob, about the show, if you love America, if you love everything about the USA, tomorrow, my former teammate, my great friend, Hurricane Hunter, Air Force Lieutenant Colonel, Kendall Dunn is going to be on the show. And when you see the graphics and you see the show, I said it before, I'll say it again, Bobby Kelly, the show is going to ooze America. It's a special edition Tuesday show.
0: That sounds great. You know, I had the privilege years ago when I was a TV reporter of flying in a hurricane with the Hurricane Hunters. The it was, privilege. <laughs> it, it was a great experience, and I boy, Ooh. talk about admiration for those guys. They, yeah. they, they literally fly into the eye of a hurricane. Was, I tell you, what, it was a remarkable. Tomorrow,
1: Kendall, Kendall Dunn and I about it. He flew in a hurricane Ian that through went through Florida last year, as you know, two hundred plus winds when you got to the middle of it, and it was a near death experience. That's a story you might want to listen to tomorrow. I mean, these guys. Yeah. Uh, I, I just intestinal fortitude. I mean, but you think I'm tough? Nah, nah. Those guys and, tough.
2: and as Marchant's show continues to gain popularity, President Joe Biden among the future <laughs> guests, and he, the president has said very publicly that Marchant was his very favorite South Alabama player.
1: Oh my goodness, man! The right or the left—they all subscribe to so I not sides, man. So you know, don't take any sides, man. So, yeah, you just—you just,
0: you just keep growing that show, way. brother. That's <laughs> yes, that's his right favorite Indiana. South Al player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, marshant <laughs> give us give us the Marshant Kitty projection of where this football team is going to be, and how many games would you think they will win?
1: I mean, looking at this team, I, I was out at the Super Regional for Tennessee, and I got to meet Wild Edwards, and I knew Wilkie. But looking at these new quarterbacks, the room has gotten better in that quarterback room. That's the whole key, man. What? What? Who's going to be the starter? Because these guys are talented, and they can get it done. So if we have stability at the quarterback position, which we hadn't seen in years. If we got that, the Nasty Bunch defense is tremendous. We're not missing the beat with Dan O'Brien. I know that from Austin Armstrong with the scheme. I, man, I, I literally see the stability of the quarterback position. I'm, I'm going nine wins, man. We I, I, I know we haven't seen it in a while. The talent's there. This is year three of Will Hall. I mean, we, we're arguably have the best recruiting class in G5 almost right now. He's building it. We just got to see it. I'm saying based on quarterback position being stable,
0: I'm going nine wins. There we go. Nine wins from Marshant Kenny—that'd be remarkable, wouldn't it? Especially with that schedule. You know, I think. uh, You know, when you look at the schedule, though, Marshant wouldn't wouldn't a and I don't mean to be pessimistic here, but wouldn't a seven and five season be show real improvement in the third year of the program?
1: There's zero doubt a seven win season. With this schedule, it would be, would be improvement. It would. Now, I know the guys wouldn't be happy about it, but, yeah, it absolutely yeah. would be because it's a brutal schedule looking toward year four where really I think things are going to come together. But, uh, it, it, I mean, we've said it a ten times on this show, it's the schedule, man. We just got to right. see Southern Miss do what they used to do and get over the
0: hump. Two words, schedule quarterback you got the, you know what the schedule is you got to see what the and, and what I've been telling people is again you could be in this very weird situation where your team
2: could be better Top to bottom, but it may not translate right. record-wise. That's right.
1: That, that's it. You hit the nail on the head. I've heard that a hundred times with the Southern Miss faithful. But Kelly, I mean, that's exactly that's exactly right.
0: Marchant, we consider you one of our very best friends, and uh, it's speak, been... speak for yourself, Bob. <laughs> <It's>,
1: uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love you, Bob. I, I kind of like Kelly like a third cousin by marriage or something. Maybe third
0: cousin. <laughs> but boy. I love you, Bob. Thank you very much, Marchant. Hey, I <laughs> look forward it, to you. seeing you again in person, my friend.
1: Yes, they're always an honor being on the, the Great Eagle Hour.
0: Here we go, the great Marshant Kenny from Lafayette, Louisiana. We appreciate uh, his participation. That wraps us up. Hope everybody has a wonderful, happy Fourth of July. We'll have a, a repeated show from something earlier. Uh, we think you'll enjoy. But get out, enjoy your family, celebrate this wonderful country we live in. Until next time, Southern Mess. to the top.